0: Football the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined, as always, by co-host Ryan Donnelly. Ryan, we've made it to week four, which is um there's too many. There's too many good games. We've gone from from one extreme to the other. There are thousands of good college football games this week, it seems, in every single slate. This is uh this is as good a, a week or a, a regular season week as I can honestly remember, at least on paper.
1: Man, we have been so like we talked about coming into the season, like just how the schedule was kind of spread out in a way that's really appealing. And there's always concerns about that because like some of the teams that were kind of gonna make a game halfway interesting kind of fall off. Like right that Georgia Tennessee game looks a lot less interesting right now. Yeah. But this is not one of those weeks that's been victimized by that. This is a incredibly strong slate, one of the ones we've been looking forward to for months. Yeah. And it's pretty much all delivered so far throughout the start of the season. Yeah, and yeah, there are some
0: like uh, even ones that we think are really still high tier games that have taken a hit just by one of the teams not being as good, like Florida State, Clemson, right? Like that was a huge game coming into the season, and now it's just a good game uh, because Clemson has not been especially impressive. But there's so much shit going on here. There we'll are, see, though. Yeah, yeah we'll we'll yeah. see. We'll get into it. Uh, there's so much shit going on here, and we're gonna jump right into it. But before we do that. I'm going to tell you about midfield.com and Ryan's going to tell you about homefieldapparel.com. Uh, Meet at Midfield is our website. It's the place where we put up the premium podcast once a week of Flipping the Field and High Street Freaks, which is the Ohio State podcast that you host with Kevin Harris. Um, there are the premium posts, Scheme Standout, Sunday Hangover, your weekly column near the end of the week, watch list uh, coverage from both Taylor, Fulton, and Kevin on Ohio State and Michigan, uh, as well as like takes of the week that Taylor does. Lots of good stuff over there. We just had a uh, a post go up from dear friend of the show, Dan, about Michigan State and the situation there that I thought was really good. Dan Orlovsky. Yeah. yeah, Dan Orlovsky, who we love. Um, just his, his football mind is so, you know... <laughs> It's real. It exists. Um, Yeah, but uh, there's all sorts of good stuff going on there. And then, of course, perhaps I I think best of all, there's the message board. And the message board is, as always, popping and getting ready for another week of college football here. Uh, Go to meetatmidfield.com to subscribe. If you aren't already subscribed, we'd love to have you. Uh, We think it's the best community we think. And we all honestly, we know uh, it's the best community in college football. We think that our analysis is something that you're not really going to get anywhere else. Uh, and we would love to have you if you were not already subscribed. Um, Ryan, what
1: about Homefield? What's going on over there? Yeah, Matt, Homefield is dropping a lot of, of new gear right now. If you guys don't know Homefield, uh, they are the Internet's number one vintage collegiate apparel uh, purveyor, mm-hmm. I guess you could call them. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually say
0: that they're, they're uh, collegiate apparel perverts, but purveyor also works.
1: Yeah, purveyor does work. <laughs> they have a lot of really cool gear this week. Um, we are drawing up on charges of hating the Buckeyes, but uh-huh. which to be fair is, uh, our, our very unfair national media, you know, it, it, our left wing media does hate the Buckeyes. Yeah. Um, but no, they dropped <laughs> a lot of really cool collections for some of the big games we're about to talk about this week. Um, there's new, there's a new hoodie for Penn state and Iowa. Uh, there are new, uh, crew necks, I believe for UCLA and Utah. There are new, uh, t-shirts for Florida state and Clemson. There was an NIL deal around with Sam Hartman of Notre Dame that just dropped uh-huh. uh, in advance of their game against Ohio State this weekend. Um, new gear from App State in Wyoming. I, I think there's like some uh, vandal stuff from Idaho. A lot of like crazy, crazy content dropping that is really impressive. Yeah, um, They're always dropping stuff every week throughout the season. It's a big time for them. Um, and it just keeps getting better every week. And it's just, I mean, truly it is the best, you know, collegiate football merchandise you can get out there Yeah. Um. just in terms of comfort in terms of style in terms of like just the unique look to it uh, it's the best there is and if you guys want to discount on that you can get 15% off your first order with the code meet at midfield all one word Uh, which we'll let them know we sent you yep I've got my Syracuse shirt on from home field right now don't
0: know how I even got this yeah complete mystery how I even got this shirt but One of those, we love to have shirts in the collection where it's just like, I don't even remember buying this, but that's what they do over there. They are experts in (laughs) making you forget the things that you bought, but you're still very delighted that you did. Uh, Homefieldapparel.com. Use code midfield for 15% off your first purchase. Let's jump right into it here. We're not going to waste too much time on the weeknight games, but they are here. I think it's a decent weeknight slate. We're going to start with Thursday, September 21st, the most wanted category. Georgia State at Coastal Carolina, 7.30 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, Ryan, I'm working. I'm workshopping a theory here. I think Georgia State might be really good this year. Having watched them play a couple times, I think Georgia State might be legitimately, actually good. I think Sean Elliott has, uh, has maybe successfully wriggled his way out of this jam. They looked awesome against Charlotte. They've been good this season. I think they might win this game, and if they do, they are they are someone to take seriously in the Sun Belt moving forward.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and of course, I think Coastal's also been struggling through some injuries. Yeah, uh, they have not quite been the coastal of the recent, they're not your, you know, your one year older, they're not your fraternal twin born 10 minutes earlier is coast of Carolina, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> and they, they've also uh, suffered
0: of course the ultimate injury, which is hiring Tim Beck as their head coach. You just, there's no coming back from there's no surgery that can remove him from the situation.
1: No, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a minute because of him. Um, but, uh, what can you do? What can you do, man? That's, that's life. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I've been pretty impressed with them. I am looking forward to this game. It's always nice to get a Thursday game, especially when it's watchable. Uh, The weekday slate, like post-Labor Day, has been pretty bad so far. And there are some lean days ahead on the weekdays. (laughs) But uh, I'll be taking some time to watch this one. So I'm looking forward to that. How about Friday? Friday looks pretty good. What do you got here? we
0: got four games on Friday, September 22nd. This is the most wanted category. Uh, Wisconsin at Purdue, 7 p.m. on FS1. Air Force at San Jose State, 10.30 p.m. on FS1. And Boise State at San Diego State, 10.30 on CBSSN. All I think pretty watchable games. I, I'm uh, I'm inclined to care a little bit more about the Mountain West games, given my my job, and also that I don't think Purdue is especially good at football. But all three of these have conference importance, and I think all three of them could be pretty entertaining to watch.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have Wisconsin at Purdue is our first one at seven o'clock on FS1. Yeah. Um, I am probably most interested in this one just because. Man, I, I mean, look, Wisconsin. <laughs> Do <you know> why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've tried to. Pu- I, I think I tried mildly to push back on your Wisconsin optimism and and the off season, yeah. and not to say I was like you know thought they were going to be like this. I thought it would take. I thought they were more of like a nine win team, like a ten or eleven win team, as you had them projected. Yeah. Um, but even I, I don't know, like they still they still should absolutely win this game. There's no reason why they should lose it. It is a road contest, and yeah. like I don't think Wazoo is. I don't know that much better than Purdue. Oh, um, I don't know about that. I think they might be
0: that much better than Purdue. Uh, it, Purdue, we'll, we'll man. Find out. Purdue has some issues. I think that go a little bit deeper than just you know losing a couple games. There, that that team is just rough across the board. That team is rough. It, that it, defense it's, is it's not rough, good right
1: but, now. But like. Is Wisconsin gonna keep shooting itself in the dick every week? I don't know. Like it's a good are question. we just gonna let Phil Longo pretend them like forget Brayton Allen exists for, you know, hours at a time? Yeah. Um it's frustrating. He's the invisible man over there right now.
0: Yeah, he is. He's the rain man over there right now. Um uh yeah, I mean and that was the big concern coming into the season. It's just this this team could be really good if Phil Longo stays out of his own way and he's not willing to do that. Um, I don't know. Every every week we're on Longo watch to see if he figures it out and I'm I'm losing confidence that he's going to, but another chance to yeah. see it here. In
1: the Mountain West games, um I think Air Force Also really quick, Tanner ten, yeah. Mordecai this is a warning. Yeah. Stop throwing the ball over. Don't do fuck with us. Yeah, what's we, wrong with We you? we have. We have a lot of like stock in Luke Fickle. Yeah. And we are not afraid to get the, you know, board directors to depose you if you keep messing with our stock.
0: Yeah. You um, saw you saw what we did to Ben Bryant when he tried to trifle with the Cincinnati <laughs> situation. You saw what happened to Ben Bryant. Do you want to go to Northwestern? Is that what you want to have happen to you? It's not what I would do. I would, I would, uh, you know, if I saw that, I would uh, straighten up and fly, right. But uh, yeah, yeah. Something to keep an eye on there in the mountain West. I think both of these games could be really good. Boise state really needs to win this one. San Diego state also, to be fair, really needs to win this one. Kind of a, kind of an early season anxiety situation for both of these programs. Um, And then the air force San Jose state game. It's just it's another chance to see air force, which I think might be the best team in the conference this year. It's them or Fresno state right now. Um, Fun schematic matchup there. The second one is a little bit more of a defensive battle, but uh, worth keeping an eye on both of those. And then in the no-fly list, NC State at Virginia, 7.30 p.m. on ESPN. No thank you. Yuck.
1: Don't want to see this. Uh, nope. nope. I mean, this is the, the Brennan Armstrong Bowl, I guess. <laughs> sure. Um, I think NC State probably wins comfortably because I don't think Virginia can score. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be an ugly football game. I just simply have no interest in yeah, this is one that NC State
0: would love to lose, and that it really shouldn't. You really, really shouldn't lose this game, NC State. That would be very bad for what they're attempting to do out there. Uh, Saturday, September twenty third, noon, Guantanamo Bay game. I mentioned it at the top. Florida State at Clemson on ABC. Um, are you? Are you? How are you feeling about the Knolls? Let's take some temperature here. How are you feeling going into this one?
1: My look, I, I'm always worried, and I think we do this. As probably, I'm sure every person alive does every season. Yeah. When our preseasoned kind of preconceived biases on a team, like get confirmed early on. Like for example, we thought Duke would be sick. Duke beats Clemson, right? We thought Florida State would be sick. Florida State. Florida State Spanks. I can't talk. Spanks. LSU. Yeah. Um. Then they have a shitty game, and we're just like, ah, oh, well that one doesn't count. They were just sleepwalking. Yeah. Um. I do. think I do think basically I should not be that worried about Florida state's performance at Boston college. Yeah. That team did run up an early 31, 10 lead, like half the game left. It was just after halftime and then just kind of stopped playing football. Yeah. Um, it's worrying they couldn't turn it back on, I guess. And maybe some discipline questions here for a big road contest. against a conference opponent that, um, you know, while they do look neutered, it is still Clemson in death Valley. That is still a hard place to play. Yeah. Um, and I think Clemson, while still shitty, is slowly figuring out their offense. Yeah. Um, and and to Klubnik's credit, he still can't really figure out how to push the ball downfield that well. And he also is, I would say, probably he turns the ball over a little too much. He's just not very careful with the football. Yeah. And um, he's been accurate. Like, right? He, he he is like hitting his easy throws. He's getting the ball to his playmakers. Uh, Shipley is. I think playing very well um, after kind of a tough week one. like I, You can see the argument here for Clemson getting back on track. I mean, underrated, especially the fact they're now unranked. Um, there's probably a little extra motivation here to kind of show back up and play ball. Uh, I still think Florida State's just too good and, and too much better than that. Yeah, I, I think that that is the case. I the, the biggest thing I'm really looking
0: for here is the Florida State run defense to step up because Clemson's been able to run the ball pretty well these last couple weeks after – not really doing that all that well. They, they did it in points against uh, against Duke, but not enough. Um, Florida State's run defense in general, I'm just kind of I'm a little worried about. That's been the part of the team that I think has been the shakiest uh, outside of that first game, and so I'm keeping an eye on that. I would imagine that Florida State is more explosive in general, just on both sides of the ball, and can win the game because of that. But I do think that there's a world where... That sleepiness against Boston College was more than just sleepiness, and that as the as the wear and tear of the season sets in, that that team just kind of slows down a little bit, which I'm hoping is not the case. I think that Florida State is really good, but we did talk about coming into the season that depth is a concern, and it has been a concern so far. Um, they're better. Florida State's better than Clemson, but uh, this this is uh, I don't know. It's 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 tough to it's tough to win this kind of game. It's tough to go on the road and beat a team, even if it's a team that we don't think is very good in Clemson I would assume Florida State wins I would hope Florida State wins but I'm definitely just just a little bit concerned about it you know it's it's not uh Clemson has not completely bottomed out I don't think that they're as good as Florida State but there's enough there that I'm they have bottomed they they have bottomed yeah they have bottomed um but there's enough there that I would still be concerned about it there's still a competent there's still a competent team and it's a road game in what should be a really good environment um that's not you know a cakewalk by any means
1: yeah, I guess the thing is, and I need to probably check up their average field position here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if uh, Parker Fleming pointed that, or, uh, posted that yet. Uh, but like my instinct has been that the Clemson's defensive line, like even against Duke, was able to tee off at a certain point and start kind of pushing field position back a bit, put teams behind the chains, create negative plays, wear them down over the course of a game because they're deeper and talented. Whereas Florida State has probably the deepest offensive line in America. Yeah, right. Like they have 200 combined career starts here. I'm not very worried. There are a couple guys out with injury, but they've been doing well. They've allowed one sack through three games, right? Yeah. Um, I think that Florida State is not going to allow that pressure to get to Jordan Travis as much. Um, I am still somewhat concerned, despite him being like a millionth-year veteran, about his decision-making over pressure, under pressure rather, when he's kind of willing to throw it. Yeah. Um, He, he kind of does make some stupid choices there, but I don't think Clemson's secondary is very good. Uh, And I think that's the biggest problem, right? It's like, do they have anyone that can play with Jaheim Bell, with Keon Coleman, with Johnny Wilson? Yeah. Like, is there anyone who can cover those guys? Yeah. (laughs) And my instinct is probably not. They just also have so many weapons, great matchup. Like, I I just don't know how Clemson wins this game unless it, like, wins the turnover battle with a margin of, like, two. I think Like, I, I can see the path to a bad Florida State game. It's hard for me to see the path to an actual Clemson win, um yeah it probably takes a couple of explosives in the passing game which should be uncharacteristic for them and it probably takes a couple too many florida state turnovers um which i guess is possible but i i, I just don't i don't think clemson has a very good path um the gambling line is slightly concerning to me uh <laughs> that like florida state's only favored by i think two or three in most books right now yeah um is that just like for you know, commercial gamblers who, who are, are like, you know, who who are used to Clemson being good. Yeah. Yeah. The helmet line. Is it just like that? But I don't know. I I think Florida state probably wins by a couple scores.
0: Yeah. I I think that you laid out the path in there, which is that Florida state turns the ball over a couple of times. Clemson is able to, you know, get some big plays. And I, I don't think that there's a ton of, room for them to do that. Like we talked about in in week one, there's just not really a ton of receivers here who make plays for Clemson. It's not something that they do, and I don't think they're going to do that against, you know, the the part of the Florida State defense that has been susceptible at times this year, which is the secondary. I don't think that's going to happen. I I don't think that those guys are good enough to do that. I don't really see a reason to believe that they're good enough to do that. Um, But if you do get a couple turnovers, if you do get a couple of those big plays, maybe Will Shipley breaks one or two, then suddenly this is a very different situation for florida state on a down-to-down basis though on a play-to-play basis florida state is better and should win the game comfortably i think it should be like a two score win like you said but i need to see it i, I want to see it i'm in, I'm ready to see it i'm going to be keeping my eye on this one pretty much the entire game um let's yeah. uh yeah let's 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 uh, let's hope for the best here <laughs> let's let's hope yep. that this does not go south for us because that would be A bummer i think after the way that
1: you know how well this season has started uh that would suck also worth noting sorry really quick here yeah only six teams in the country have allowed fewer red zone touchdowns than clemson okay um and florida state like their play design in the red zone has been so sick yeah um especially the way they're using jaheem bell to create space um and and like him and benson and toa feely are all guys who are just about as good in the run game as they are in the past game and you have a tight end list with two running backs there, which is crazy. Um, They have a very versatile set of players that can just create conflict for uh, linebackers and safeties, and I think they're very good at creating space. I I just think Florida State's to be more efficient at scoring opportunities than Clemson will. Like I just don't trust Clemson to convert if they do get into the red zone.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair.
1: That would be my expectation for
0: the game. I think Florida State wins, but I could – I could see a path where Florida State fucks this up if they play. I mean, if they play like they did against Boston College, they probably won't win this game. I don't imagine that I'm saying too much there, but, uh, and, and I would guess that they're going to be up for this one a lot more than they were for that one. But you can see how this would happen if Florida State doesn't play well, essentially. Uh, next yeah, up. Yeah,
1: you can't be getting, you can't, sorry, I'm cutting you off one more no, time. No, go but ahead. You, you cannot be a team that just won your first big game in like almost 10 years. And be getting Alabama, while we can't get up for that game syndrome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little early for that. That's, uh, don't do that. Yeah, let's yeah, maybe keep. That's the, the last thing I want
0: to say. Yeah, let's maybe keep yeah. the energy level up here, boys. Let's <laughs> maybe not time <laughs> to rest quite yet. Uh, next up here, most wanted category: Auburn at Texas A and M on ESPN uh, is the first one here. I, I don't know. I'm just interested to see these teams. I'm interested to see what they look like against each other. Uh, we have seen both of them play and and uh, you know play decently. I think against a power five opponent, Auburn beat Cal. Texas A and M lost to Miami. A and M. I don't know. I can't talk myself into A and M. I I honestly like I like Auburn better than I like Texas A and M just because I don't think that Auburn's coaches are idiots. I think Texas A and M's coaches are not capable of this because they're not smart. They don't call plays well and they don't manage their team well. I. I I'm interested to see what that looks like, but I think Auburn honestly might win this game.
1: Oh man, I hard disagree. Okay. Um, uh, I do not like anything Auburn does. Really? No, I don't I like, like, like I what like they the... do. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't like the people at Texas A&M more. I don't like the coaches there. I don't. I think that
1: defense is dog shit, and that Auburn can take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. All that's fair. I guess I'm just saying, like, look, I, I think that. Auburn's defense, I understand Cal has just sort of been a good defensive team, yeah. kind of fell off last year, looked decent this year in defense. Yeah. I think AM has a better defense than Cal does, and Auburn could barely move the football against Cal yeah. Um. and was in a very tight game. Like, I just don't think Cal is a quality football team. And I think <laughs> That's Auburn, I, I, think, I think Texas a and they did fold late against Miami, but they had a lead at Miami game for like two and a half quarters. Yeah. Right. And like they, boy, boy they were... howdy did they fold? I mean, wow. They, they definitely <laughs> folded. I get that. But I, I think it's a different thing to, fold. I know Miami doesn't much, doesn't have much of a road environment, but it is a road environment at Miami. Um, in week one, as opposed to, as opposed to doing this at home against like an Auburn team, it's a full bunch of new guys who a lot of them have not played SEC football, and like this is probably their first SEC game for a lot of these players, um, and first game in a major stadium for a lot of them. Yeah, uh, like we've seen how bad Peyton Thorne is, and the lights are on a lot of times, right? Oh yeah, uh, it's I just like don't trust Auburn's players to be able to deliver. Uh, Auburn also has not really gotten the rushing game going yet, despite having Jarvis Hunter and Brian battle in the same backfield. They should do that. Um, <laughs> they should consider doing that. Yeah. They should find a way to get those guys involved. Yeah, I mean, like... This is the line, three, right? The uh, line Because just... here, too. That's what, exactly yeah. what we talked about. That the line was a bunch of G5 transfers.
0: Can Texas AM and... take advantage of that, though? Their line also stinks. Like The defensive line is not well coached, and they don't tackle well.
1: It, it is, Just so, it is so baffling to watch that many five stars being on one defensive line and not be able to do anything. Um, look, I, I think like a lot of what they did, again, we make fun of we make fun of Tyler Van Dyke a lot. But we talked about it. He is like a one trick pony and his one trick is hitting a deep ball. He does have a beautiful deep ball and is very good at it. Uh, a lot of what a did was just letting their guys outside man up yeah. and bet the defensive line get home. And they didn't against Miami. Miami has a good O-line yeah. and Auburn doesn't. And Miami has a good quarterback and Auburn doesn't. Sure, And my Auburn can't hit the deep ball, So I, I just don't think that I, – I just don't think what Auburn does is going to work against a I think because they can't get the running game going, they're going to be behind schedule. I think they're going to be over-reliant on Peyton Thorne throwing the football – which you never want to do. You never no. want to be relying on Peyton Thorne for anything. No. You don't want him to like they have to buy you groceries. No. Like, he's just a guy you can't trust. Um, I, I'm just not very worried about... Uh, I don't think Auburn's a good team. I, I'm just sticking to my priors here, okay. and that despite them getting a quote-unquote big road win at Cal, uh, this is not a serious football team, and I will not treat them as such. That's
0: fair. Uh, I have nothing else on this one. Western Kentucky at Troy ESPNU. This was a banger last year. I think it's going to be a banger this year. Troy in a, in a big-time bounce-back spot after losing to James Madison. I think they pretty badly need this one. To I mean, they need to not be 1-3. and three. Um, And uh, it would be a really good time to get going here, get this at home. Western Kentucky also bouncing back, attempting to bounce back after a blowout loss to Ohio State matchup wise this is excellent I think people know generally what to expect here Troy has an awesome defense Western Kentucky throws the shit out of the football um, just a fun game just a fun game I think it probably comes down to which off unit is better if Troy's offense can get some stuff going against a pretty bad defense then they win this game but um, should be fun it's uh, this is a good g5 matchup I'm looking forward to this one I'm gonna watch this one a lot more than I watch it at Auburn and Texas A&M
1: yeah that's fair I, I think the answer here to me is Is that while Troy did not have a basically got completely bottled up uh, in in, on the rushing attack last week? Yeah, um, Western Kentucky might have the worst rush defense in the country or close to it. Uh Uh, I just think Troy control the football, uh, keep Austin Reed out of rhythm, and, and just win this game by wearing them down and probably win by a score. Uh, I just like Troy to be able to play their style of ball there than Western Kentucky can play theirs.
0: Yep, I agree with that. I don't think that there's a whole lot else to say about this game. If Western Kentucky gets that passing attack going... Um, it will have a better chance here, obviously, but I do think that Troy can just kind of hold on to the football with how well they should be able to run. That, that that rushing attack, don't let the James Madison game fool you, is good. It just wasn't last week. I, I think it will be better here. No fly list. We've got four games. Army at Syracuse on the ACC network, Oklahoma at Cincinnati on Fox, SMU at TCU on FS1, and Rutgers at Michigan on the Big Ten network. Anything here standing out to you? Um, Hmm.
1: Well, uh, I guess like Cincinnati's defense, I think is like while not like very good, does at least have a couple good players on it. Minimum, they they got some defensive lineup. Yeah, yeah, and a couple players in the back seven um, that are good. I'm, I'm very curious to see like Oklahoma's offense tore up Tulsa, right, which is really Torp and FCS team. Great, yeah, pretty much. Like, can they if they pull up fifty Cincinnati? I'm like, willing to buy the Oklahoma offenses for real this season.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I don't
1: know that I believe and... in
0: that offensive line all that much. I don't know that they can do that. I think that this is probably a pretty big day for the Cincinnati tackles because I just don't trust that Oklahoma line. I know what they've done against bad teams, but they haven't done that much against good teams, and they've only played one of them. I don't think Cincinnati's good, but there are good pieces here, like you said. I I, I would be pretty surprised if that's the case for Oklahoma.
1: Yeah. Also, I guess I'm looking to see – can Rutgers score points on offense? Um, yeah, <laughs> I think the answer is probably not. <laughs> probably not. They haven't done it uh, in the
0: traditional ways. I would say it's not like they have no, you know, good players or guys who can get yards or score touchdowns or anything like that. But they have
1: uh, eleven guys on that side of the ball. That's something. They do have eleven players. Yeah, their own line is okay, but like you know, Michigan's without a, like a, a two or three starters here on defense. I still don't think Rutgers can just move the football at all. Um, but I guess I think this the Rutgers could piss off Michigan by halftime if JJ McCarthy shows up and looks like he did last week and/or all of last season, yeah. where he's like the kind of erratic, interception-prone quarterback he usually is, and not the one that was like spot-on against two of the worst teams in the country. Yeah, um, I, I am curious to watch that because look, Rutgers is in no way going to win this game. They're probably not gonna keep this game within two scores. I think it's likely it's not going to happen. However. Rutgers can keep this tight for a half if McCarthy makes mistakes because their defense is legitimately solid. Um, And that is a win. If Rutgers is within a score at halftime, this has been a huge success.
0: Sure. Yeah. The high standards there at Rutgers. Um the other two I'm interested to see Syracuse against the Army offense. I think Syracuse might be full on good this year. SMU at TCU, man, I I can't. I cannot be bothered to care about that. I know it's a rivalry game. It should be close. I don't think it's going to be especially important or compelling moving forward. All right. So next up here afternoon going into Guantanamo Bay, we've got two games. First up, Pac-12 UCLA at Utah, one of several big-time Pac-12 matchups this week uh 3:30 p.m. on Fox. This is good. This is good. I, I don't know is Cam Rising playing in this game because that's going to make a that's going to make a pretty big difference for me in whether this is good or very good. If he's healthy and playing, um this is great. He's been fully cleared to practice from what I have seen. It seems like he should be able to go maybe in theory. Yeah. Um. But that's going to make a pretty big difference here. I don't think Utah has the juice to keep up if he's not playing quarterback. They they don't have a ton going on there behind him. But if he's healthy and
1: playing, this is an awesome game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he was logically and medically cleared last week, but they were playing Weber States. So they didn't bring him out. Yeah. Um. I, I would like to see it. I would like to see him play. <laughs> I, I do think that I'm almost like, Tell me if this sounds crazy. I think if Cam Rising plays, I don't give UCLA much of a chance at all. And I think that if Cam Rising doesn't play, I don't give Utah much of a chance at all. Is that too much of a swing based on one player? Am I being dramatic?
0: I don't know that I would say I don't give UCLA a chance. I think UCLA is pretty damn good. I, I, and Utah is still, I mean, hurt on defense. Utah is still playing without quite a few of its best players. And that, that offense, we, you know... It's not entirely their fault because they don't have their quarterback, but it is still going to probably take a minute to get going, right? Like, I don't know that they plug him in and they're just immediately a top 25 offense. That's not really how that how it works over there. Um, I would I would think UCLA still has a chance to win. I would favor Utah if he's playing. I think Utah is, is you know, really good at what it does, and they get this game at home. But I, I think UCLA with Dante Moore, if he plays well, could still win that kind of game could still make plays can still move guys up front can still run the shit out of the football they're running so well right now um i i it's gonna make a big difference i don't know if it would make that significant a difference if he doesn't play then yeah it's dead on arrival they have no chance
1: yeah um Fair. Okay. Well, I guess I am just curious to see Dante more play against Utah as well. Even though you defense has more reputation than the results right now based on yeah. all the injuries. Yeah. They are even with those guys out still pretty good. Yeah. And he's and, a freshman. Um, he's, he's a really he's impressive a freshman, freshman yeah. but he's a freshman. I have, I have found it pretty interesting that chip was um, putting him back into games late. like at the rat of hand, a couple of them yeah. uh, because he wanted to get him more reps. Yeah. I think it's a pretty good strategy that I actually, I do find pretty interesting. Sure. Um, Yeah, I I mean, I want to see him play, right? Like, I mean, he's he's looked good so far in limited reps, but I want to see him play a real football team uh, and see what comes of that. So, I'm excited to watch the quarterback play here. Hopefully, if Cam Rice is healthy, but just in general, um, it looks like it looks like an awesome game. Yeah, Um, I don't know, rooting for it. I think this is. mm, I'm still pretty torn on which game is my first screen game. Uh, between UCLA at Utah and Ole Miss Alabama, our next game here. Yeah, um, I think it depends on. I haven't. Really I think seen. it depends on Rising yep. for me.
0: I, if Rising Pretty plays, much. then that's my first screen. If he doesn't, then I'll probably probably go with Ole Miss at Alabama, which is the next one here in Guantanamo Bay, three thirty p.m. on CBS. Uh, Alabama going back to J- Jalen Milrow at quarterback, as we talked about on the Premium Show. I think Premium or Recap. We talked uh-huh. about it on one of those. He's back on the Premium. Yeah, yeah. he's he's back at quarterback. Um, Ole Miss is seemingly it's it's strategy lane Kiffin's strategy this week is to sow discord within alabama's coaching staff which is um you know uh you know one way to do it that's uh (laughs) that has that has traditionally not been the path but with this team being as as disheveled as it is maybe there's a chance that that can that that can work out casting doubt on which defensive coach is actually calling the plays all of that stuff um But uh, I don't know. I need to see him do it. I need to see Lane and Ole Miss actually beat Alabama before I believe that they can do it. I think they're better. I think that what they do is going to be, in theory, successful against Alabama. I don't know that Alabama is going to have enough on offense to keep up or really take advantage of a not-very-good Ole Miss defense. But also, I need to see Lane Kiffin win this fucking game before I believe that he can do it. I've not not really gotten that from him quite yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The one thing I am curious to see, I guess, is that like so the Ole Miss defense is not very good. No, um, it's okay. but they do create they do create pressure. Yeah, uh, I think they're currently tied for twelfth in the country in sacks, um, which is still early returns. But this whole defense is kind of built to take gambles and create pressure, get the ball back. If there's one thing Jalen Miller loves to do, it is give the ball back. Oh yeah, he loves to give the ball back.
0: There's nothing that yeah. he
1: wants to do more than to
0: give the ball back to the defense. <laughs> He's just trying to <laughs> spot him free possession. Here you go. Here's here's two interceptions and a fumble. Have fun with that. Yeah, yeah, that's it's fa- kind of
1: his whole thing. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I, also,
0: I, I think that's a fun yeah. matchup. I also think that Alabama's pass defense, which has been generally pretty good this year, really good this year, against Ole Miss's passing attack, is a lot of fun.
1: I think that that's a that's a good matchup. That's my thing, as I guess the more I think about it. Do we think that Ole Miss can move the football? I, I know it's an Ole Miss offense. They always
0: can. But like... What I'm going to here, I'll, I'll counter with this. How much do they need to? How many points do you think Ole Miss needs to win this football game? I don't think it's that many. I think 24 I think gets Ole the Miss, job done.
1: Oh, I was thinking like 34.
0: 30, do you think Alabama can score 34 points in a football game?
1: Yeah. Really? Wait, like, Look, I... I don't think, as you know, I don't think very much of Milrow. No. Um, however, or kind of any of oh, Alabama's offensive players. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> however, you don't respect them as, also, as people. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't think much of Ole Miss' is defensive players. Um, And I guess I just don't trust, I, I don't know, like, if you're looking for, like, a perfect, like, yes, Milrow is prone to the ball over, but does Ole Miss have any players in secondary to do so? The whole secondary transfer, right? They're yeah. all gone. Yeah. Uh also like if you're looking for a team that loves to break down defensively and forget to spy the quarterback, oh yeah, it's all miss. Oh, right. Yeah. Like if there is one team that loves to let Zillon run loose and forget he's on the field despite him holding the football, uh that well, that's all his job, right? Yeah. Like that's what they love to do. Yeah. So if Milrose's whole thing is just like he's the guy who turns the ball over and he's the guy who scrambles, and there's no one to catch the turnovers. And the scramble's open. Yeah, like you can see the path to everyone thinking Melrose is awesome after this game again. Yeah. Um, Again, he's probably still bad. They're gonna get. They're gonna lose another two games this year. However you can see the path for him to get there, right? For him yeah. to have a big game. Um, I, I like that the, the
0: question for this game is essentially if Jalen Milrow throws an interception against the Ole Miss defense and there's no one there to catch it, is it still an interception?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically my read of the game it is like, like Ole Miss also their defensive line sacrifices contain to chase pressure way too often. Yeah. Um, and that's not the game to do this in. No. So, yeah, I guess it's, that's all I'm curious to see is like does Ole Miss actually know how to you know tailor their game plan to Alabama? Um, and I also think Alabama's defense is pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, it is it is it's objectively
0: good. Um, I I think I don't know. I just have a hard time seeing Alabama, even with with the issues that Ole Miss has on defense. I think Alabama has some offensive issues that can make a bad defense. They scored 17 points against South Florida. Like, is Ole Miss's defense yeah. worse than South Florida? I know that it wasn't Milrow at but quarterback. It was, t- it was
1: 10 very late, too.
0: Yeah, it was 10 very late, too. And, and I don't know. How many touchdowns can he score as a runner before Ole Miss responds? <laughs> because I don't think that you need to worry about these receivers all that much. I certainly wouldn't. I don't, I'm not worried about them at all. I don't even think about them, right? Like, it's... Uh, I don't know. I, I I could see it going either way. I I really could. I I think I would favor Ole Miss because Alabama has looked so bad, but I could see Ole Miss fucking this up very easily.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I tend to agree. And also another concern, just to point out, is that Ole Miss has not really gotten the rush to attack going this year, despite having maybe the best runner in college football. Yeah. Um. Once again, like, they've been they able to run that. with. I would recommend doing yeah. that. They've been able to run with with like. Jackson Dart has gotten some yards. I, I I do think they have two really good running backs. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I really like Deontay Lawson for Alabama. Yeah. Obviously Turner's fantastic. You know, Marshall's gonna do his job and sit in the gap he has to sit in. Like I guess the question here to me, the, the question is the game. One, will anyone intercept Jalen Melrose interceptable passes? Yeah. Two, will Ole miss his defensive line? actually be disciplined and not, you know, over pursue and let Miller run free and three can almost successfully attack the edges of the field, the Russian attack. Yeah. That's where Alabama is weakest. Yeah. Um, those are the three questions of the game to me. Yeah. I, um, I think that's fair. And I don't know that we have
0: an answer right now. I, I, I think it's, you know, a wait and see sort of thing. If Alabama loses this game, they're in deep shit. They're in extremely, extremely, tremendously deep shit for the rest of this season. If,
1: if they lose this game, like eight and four becomes possible.
0: Yeah, and
1: yeah, and then some. Isn't I mean... <laughs> that fucking awesome? Yeah, isn't that, that awesome? Dude? That would be really sick. Um, Am I just? Are we just talking to ourselves into this because we want to see it? Is that possible? They look so bad.
0: They 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 struggled so badly with South Florida, and I get that they're going back to Milro, man. But that's you have to be really, really distinctly not good as Alabama to play that game against South Florida. That is hard to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. I can't wait to see. We're going to find out. Also, Nick Saban, the, the, it's all I know, it's meme shit. I don't want to narrative analyze. Yeah. But the pictures of him looking fucking exhausted after that game <laughs> and like his response to the press conference after Texas, where he seemed more like apathetic than he was angry. Yeah. Um. Even now, like a Nick Saban team, he's usually kind of like either trying to, like a team that sucks like this. He's very rarely gonna tear into them. It's kind of not his thing. He kinda of tries to level them up and boost confidence. Yeah. He's not really doing that either. No. He's kind of like joking about it. Yeah. In a way that I don't really know how to process. It's not how he usually reacts. No. I don't know how to process this. No, yeah.
0: he seems like he's sort of like disassociating from the situation. He's 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 on a lake somewhere in his mind. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's. We very, have ketamine to Yeah, Yeah, he's off-season fishing right now in his brain. He's not even really. He's he's just somewhere else. The team is so bad that he can't he can't engage with it, or his brain will explode. Um, that's something to think about, something to, something to consider what Nick Saban is maybe telling us with that, but we'll see. Uh, next up here, most wanted category, two more games, Colorado at Oregon, 3.30 p.m. On, on ABC and BYU at Kansas, 3.30 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, we'll start with Colorado, Oregon, big pack 12 game personally, and I don't think I'm really you know breaking any any major news here i don't think that colorado is going to win this football game i think colorado might not get blown out like a lot of people seem to be expecting cuz it, it it doesn't i don't know they have a lot of skill guys still even without travis hunter they have a lot of skill guys and oregon almost lost to texas tech it's not that hard to imagine a world where colorado can be competitive but Colorado didn't look good against Colorado state at all. And I know this is a bigger game, but I think Oregon is just fundamentally better in the trenches, especially. And I I think they win this game by probably two scores.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think especially because Oregon's defensive line and general defensive front is pretty solid. Uh, They have a lot of players back in the defensive line right there. And they added a couple more, um, I just kind of like the way they're running their front. And I think this mid front is going to give Colorado's offensive line hell. Uh-huh. Um, and without Travis Hunter there to make like two to three spectacular plays per game. Uh-huh. Like Colorado is such a star driven program. Like we compared Dion to a basketball, like a uh, superstar last week, but his like, his team operates like a basketball team as a capacity where it's like, look, we've got like three, three stars. Let's get the ball to them constantly and let them kind of run the whole thing. Yeah, and you know, even to the point where one of them plays both ways. Um, I just don't know how much that happens. <laughs> I don't know how much that happens. Like, you know, without Travis Hunter, like, does it work? Is Dylan Edwards actually like that kind of guy? I don't know. He was a pretty good recruit, but yeah. like, I don't think just Shadur and Edwards and Horn and Weaver can pull this off, and get it work at all. Yeah. Um. I, I think it might be a blow. I think it might be a three or four score loss for Colorado. Yeah, I could um, totally
0: see that. I'm I'm hedging against that because Colorado has yet to really, I mean, it's yet to do that, right? And, and I think that it, it's, you know, I'm basically just picking against the consensus here. I'm just just saying that because it seems like yeah. so many people think Colorado is going to get blown out, it's not going to. Um, but the, the actual football game itself, yeah, Oregon is obviously a stronger overall football team, especially if Travis Hunter can't play in this game, which he's not going to.
1: Yep. Yep. Um next game we have BYU at Kansas on ESPN. Yep. Um Hmm. hmm. Kansas, Kansas <laughs> is going to whoop their ass, right? They should.
0: I mean, they should. They should have whipped they I mean they should have whipped Nevada's ass and they didn't, which is why I'm not worried, but concerned maybe. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> curious. I'm Kansas curious about this game. Um I don't think BYU is any good, but they did beat Arkansas. Um they have enough to win that kind of game, even if Arkansas kinda of, I mean, kinda of would be generous, even if Arkansas fucked it up, which it did. Um but it's a conference game. Really badly. Yeah, yeah, it's a conference game against all odds. This is a conference game between two teams that are in the same conference. It's a good test, I think, for Kansas to see what we have there with, with the Jayhawks and it's a game that I again, I think they should win. But I'm I'm just interested. I'm interested to see what this one looks like.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. Um I don't know. I, it's always fun to watch them play uh, Kansas. It's just it's, it's they're one of the most entertaining teams in the country, um, week in week out. Like it, it's just a joy to get to watch them play football. Mm-hmm. Um, also, no Rocket Sanders last week for Arkansas, right? Is he? Um, what's his deal this week? Uh, oh. Is he? He's also out. Uh, he's out this week again. That's not important for this game, but I'm just yeah. curious. Yeah, um, it will be important like, later. By yeah. Yeah, yeah. BYU beat Arkansas without Arkansas's best player, who's like a core of their offense. Yeah, and what had like almost, I think he had like eighteen hundred all-purpose yards for them last season. Um, that is worth considering, right? Yeah, it was a great win for them. I'm not trying to take that away because it was a win we didn't expect them to be able to pull off. I would, the slightest. I would love to take that away. I would love to take <laughs> that away from them. Absolutely. I just don't think BYU is actually that good, and I think I think BYU is a lot worse than it looked last week and Kansas is a lot better than it looked than it looked last week yeah. and also a lot better than the final score indicated against Illinois. Um I think that is a team that can get what they want against BYU's defense all day. Yeah. And, and usually when you have a sleeper or two in a row, uh, things get turned up a bit and you kind of learn to respond especially in a conference game yep i think that's fair no fly list i'm going to run through these we can
0: again pick out anything that stands out to us texas tech at west virginia 3:30 p.m on espn plus we got fau at illinois 3:30 p.m on big 10 network fau of course will be without their starting quarterback casey thompson who suffered an acl tear he's out for the year uh, they do still have daniel richards in there the central michigan transfer but unfortunate too bad that we won't get to see him play again this season uh, Maryland at Michigan State, 3.30 p.m. on NBC. UTSA at Tennessee, 4 p.m. on SEC Network. Central Michigan at South Alabama, 5 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus, and Eastern Michigan at Jacksonville State, 5 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus.
1: Anything here stand out to you? Um, I-, I think the best football game is probably Eastern Michigan at Jacksonville State. Okay. Is Yeah, I'm in on that. Sure, yeah. Um, I, I think I'll I- I probably realistically... It would take a like a complete blowout in one of the first four games that we talked about for me to not have those two on like my primary screens. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how likely it is that I end up watching much of these games. I will probably scoreboard watch. Um maryland at michigan state i guess kind of interesting like does michigan state respond any better like no. two weeks after being without tucker probably not trying gets worn torn probably up. not um, yeah that's I, I, yeah. I fear
0: that that secondary against any passing team with a pulse is not going to go well for michigan state
1: yeah pretty much pretty much um if tennessee like i guess i'm on
0: <laughs> that's a scoreboard. are we watch on nico
1: watch are, are we on nico watch we like we does... might be
0: yeah we might be if frank harris plays in this game for utsa we could very well be on nico watch. he's out right i think he, i think he's confirmed out Not isn't he, is he man that's um, too
1: bad that's a bummer um uh, i'm double checking that uh he's still day-to-day allegedly but okay uh well, it seems he was in All a right, boot on, last here. week it's
0: it would be i mean it, i think it's a precautionary thing but they're he's in and out of the lineup right now
1: um yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think he's going to play. Yeah. Um, it's a scoreboard watcher. We'll watch see. I, Keep an eye on it. Scoreboard watcher. All these are scoreboard watchers. I'll say there is no chance that I spend even a second watching Texas Tech at West Virginia, no. FAU at Illinois, uh, or Central Michigan, South Alabama. Yeah,
0: that's fair. I uh, yeah, I, I, I think that that's, you know, they're on. They're something you could watch. Uh, moving on to the evening with the Abu Ghraib game of the week. Ohio State at Notre Dame, 7.30 p.m. on NBC. Ryan... How are you
1: feeling? How are you feeling headed into this one? Honestly, I do feel pretty good. Okay. Um, there, I think this is going to be a four-quarter game. I would hope. Yeah, <laughs> I would. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't see. What I'm saying is, I don't see a blowout on either side. Um, I think that I, I'm very curious to see if Notre Dame's passing offenses for real, like did Sam Hartman make a, what is he 60 or year, seventh year leap? Uh, yeah. Something like to that. me watching him play, like when I, I mostly watch their only their Navy NC state games. I, for obvious reasons, did not watch their Tennessee state contest. Uh-huh. Um, he still holds to the football for a long time. Right. Yeah. And. The, he also throws some passes that I think would be picks against good football teams. Uh-huh. Um, I really do think at this point that Ohio State's back seven are very good. Yeah. Um, I think that their edges are still a concern. Um, They played well against Western Kentucky, but it's Western Kentucky. You know, obviously you're not going to get sacks in that game uh, because of the way the air raid functions. However, they did really affect, you know, Reed and hit him a lot. And Reed is obviously a quarterback who's played for a long time. He was able to get quick throws away when he was under pressure and was able to kind of be relatively composed. I think Hartman, despite his experience, is much more likely to chuck the ball up into danger, um, which is interesting to watch. But also, can Ohio State's edges get any pressure uh, on the outside? Like, can they actually do this? against a good football team. It's kind of this is a real prove it game for two five stars and Jack Sawyer and JT Malowal. Yeah. Who JT has had a couple dominant games here and there. Jack really has never produced at all. Yeah. Um, are they the guys we thought they were? or are they just never going to be those dudes? Because if you don't do it in this game, what are you going to, right? Like it's – this is the opportunity. Also, Notre Dame had a really vaunted O-line coming into the season, and I still think Joe Alt's excellent, but that right side of the line has been bad. Their interior O-line has been a little bit shaky. Um, Ohio State has very good defensive tackles. It's one of the strengths of this defense. I think Tylee Williams and Mike Hall are two of the best in the country Uh, in terms of pairing. They're up there with the guys at Michigan, Cincinnati, Illinois um they're of that caliber Mm -hmm. right um or close to it and i'm very curious to watch them play i think they can affect up the middle um the way that jim and i'm gonna talk about this a lot more in high street freaks too these just kind of some quick headline thoughts and we're gonna get more into on that podcast so go Mm -hmm. listen to that one for a full breakdown of this game um i will say that i've been pretty happy with the way jim knowles has varied his coverages he was really married to cover one cover three too often last season and he showed a lot more quarters uh a lot more cover two uh some cover six like he's really kind of mixed up the way he runs his um his coverages which has been largely very successful against the past uh however it does kind of put the linebackers into conflict sometimes and and i'm kind of curious how they handle that that because obviously audrey estime to me audrey estime is the best player on this offense and the guy i'm a little bit concerned about um I think that Ohio State's linebackers are excellent. However, they're all also, you know, linebackers. They're college linebackers. You can only ask them to do so much. Yeah. Um, so curious to watch that. Um, Yeah, on offense for Ohio State, um, this is the part where I, I just – it's hard for me to see how Notre Dame wins because Notre Dame has a good, not great defense, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe you disagree. I haven't seen anything Notre Dame's defense it tells me they're awesome, you know, but um, – especially their like their best edge rusher is a guy who was like the fifth best edge rusher at ohio state last season yeah and while i don't love ohio state's o-line i know javante jump sucks yeah <laughs> and i don't know like the guys who have been good defensive linemen for their game for the last several years aren't there anymore and if you had give kyle mccord marvin harris jr mecca buka time to make plays they're going to make plays yeah um Ohio State cleaned up some of its decision making on like despite Western Kentucky being one of the easiest teams in the country to run on Ohio State was much more willing on third downs to go to the passing attack last year which they should always do um not always but very often right and it worked like it always does work yeah (laughs) and I think that's probably a learning point for the staff is like look it's nice to build tendencies to counter off of in the future but like let's not let, just sometimes let's go play football and kind of get at your basics. Yeah. And I think last week was a get good at your basics game, um, for Ohio state. And, and I'm hoping to see them run more of that stuff. I, I, I don't know how much Ohio state will run the ball on Notre Dame or how effectively it will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think they can pass the ball all over the yard against them. And I just don't really see how Notre Dame keeps up. Right. They've shortened this football game, um, forced record into a turnover, uh, it's hard for me to see how Notre Dame's offense keeps up with Ohio State's offense. That's what I'm trying to say. That was yeah. a long way to say that. Yeah. I mean, I, I can,
0: I don't know From maybe I'm, maybe I'm not being totally fair. I know how well he played against Western Kentucky. I could see a pretty easy way. Um, Kyle McCord is playing against a good defense for the first time in his career. He's never, he's never played in this kind of game. I don't think Indiana's defense is that good. I think Notre Dame's is pretty easily the biggest test that he has ever faced, and honestly, I've not seen that much from him so far. I, I, you know, He played really well last week, and he has excellent receivers, but this is still a pretty green offensive line, and it's a very green quarterback. I don't think it's impossible to think that he would be troubled and, and maybe forced into a bad game or several interceptions or both of those things against a defense that's better than anything he's seen before. I don't think Kyle McCord's all that good quite yet. I still haven't really I still haven't really seen enough to believe that. And I don't think you have to be amazing to make this offense function, but if they can't run the ball that well and they're forced into a lot of passing situations. They're forced to ride Kyle McCord to a victory here. Can he do that on the road against a good
1: team? I don't know. I've not seen him do it.
0: I don't think it's that hard to see that path.
1: I understand what you're saying. And I think in a vacuum, like when you say a good defense in a vacuum, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. But it's, like the
1: way you affect a young quarterback is by getting pressure. And I don't think Notre Dame can get pressure. So like, it's a good defense that it's schematically sound and executes assignments. But- do they have the got like if they can't get much pressure which i don't think they can even though Ohio State's o-line is average yeah i don't i think notre dame's d-line is like below average okay right and I, I guess my my answer here is they can't get pressure which i don't believe they can because Ohio State's also pretty comfortable to like keep a running back or a tight end to at least chip back there yeah um if you can't really hit Kyle board very often which he he was touched once on last saturday yeah it's west kentucky he's touched once he wasn't hit very often in the previous games. Um, it, it, it's just like my, my question is how much does being a schematically sound execution sound defense matter if you're trying to like cover Marvin Harris Jr. for four and a half, five seconds, right? Can anyone in the country do that? Can Can Michigan or Penn State do that? Yeah. Like, I be, don't I mean, Like if, that? if this game was – would
0: it be that right. long? I mean, Notre Dame's defensive linemen are still college football players, and it's not like Kyle McCord had all day against Indiana, right? It's it's they he, they have better he, pa- they have better pass rushers, but
1: Indiana's actually a good. I think Indiana's a solid defense. What we've seen after like three weeks now, I think they clamped up Louisville in the second half. Yeah, um, I think Indiana's defense might be like top third in college football. Yeah, well, Notre Dame's is too, and Ohio State scored twenty three points in that yeah. game yeah yeah that's fair that's all fair like I I understand what you're saying maybe I'm I'm probably underrated Notre Dame I just also like it's like (laughs) basically until Brian Day played a good Jim Harbaugh team every coach he's ever had to play except Nick Saban like loves to shit his pants in a key moment yeah like Marcus Freeman cannot coach that well right like I mean, I don't oh, think well, Marcus
0: well wait Mario Cristobal did it. Is Mario Cristobal a better in-game coach? I don't think it takes that much to be as
1: good an in-game think, coach. I think, as Mario Cristobal. I think Mario Cristobal faced the team to kind of stop the run and just and just spam the running, the rushing attack. Which to yeah. be fair, that worked. Like credit to him. Yeah. But I don't think he had to like there was never like the game wasn't really in Oregon just kind of took a lead there and just kept the lead and kept Ohio State at arm's length. It was never a blowout. Yeah. But they kind of just kept them off the entire time, you know. Well, yeah, and, but we didn't go to, into that game expecting that. We thought Ohio State... Was of course gonna, not, yeah. of course not, of course not. And that's totally fair. But I guess what I'm saying here is there's not like a, you know, spam the B button response that you can do against, <laughs> against this Ohio State team. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Uh, But, like, I don't think that exists. I think you have to actually coach your way to a victory against them. Yeah. Like they're more well-rounded than they've been in a few years. Okay, um, yeah. I, I think that that's I think that's fair. I don't have a ton to add yeah. and, to what you said. And I, also, like... It's not again! Not the narrative. Pick too much here. Yeah, it's Notre Dame in a big game, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's come on. It's it's every, it's every Notre Dame. Like the only big games are Dame's won in recent memory are like that Clemson 2020 game, like in the, in the pandemic season, mm-hmm. uh, and what else? Like it's again. It's also Ryan Day in a big game. I get that. Yeah. Uh, I would. I think Ryan Day is a loser. However, Ryan Day has won. Even if it just be like a Penn State or somebody like that, or like a you know a good Penn State team, a good Iowa team, a good Wisconsin team, he has done this more often and shown up for big games in a better way than Marcus Freeman or Notre Dame have in a long time. Yeah. And I think to me, like that's maybe too much narrative picking, but Notre Dame hasn't beaten Ohio State since Hitler was alive. Mm-hmm. Like
0: it's kinda... been a long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: and there's a direct correlation there. A lot of people have been saying that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he yeah, did. Woody Hayes killed Hitler. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Day did also have CJ Stroud and Justin Field for Justin Fields for a lot
1: of those big games. Um that was just, I'm probably being a homer on Kyle McCord, but Yeah, I mean my, you, you, my ha- you
0: you hated Kyle McCord two weeks ago. <laughs>
1: you, you right, you no, 100 percent 100%. percent I, I but well let's let's calm down here. I don't think I hated Kyle McCord. My you were my ready answer ready to was, kill him. You were ready to hang him from the from the fucking stadium. You were <laughs> <laughs> my 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 read was I didn't trust Kyle McCord that much to operate the offense. Does the Western also, does,
0: does Western Kentucky's defense really prove
1: that? Does it? Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Let me just what I'm trying to say is my my stated response on our boards, on Twitter, on the podcast, on yeah. all these things is that while I do genuinely hate Ryan Day and want him to suffer, uh-huh. um, <laughs> the one thing I can never take away from him is that he is a tremendous developer and identifier and schemer for quarterback growth. Uh-huh. Um, no one can argue that he's not. I'm sorry, you cannot argue that. Like, yeah. there, there's not, for college football, he's excellent at it. Yeah, And he was picking between two top 50 recruits who each had time in his system and had learned from it with an excellent staff, like excellent support you know, uh, crew around him of skilled players. And... I think those skill players have even exceeded expectations. I think Ohio State's running backs and tight ends, particularly. The, I, I obviously still hate Kate Dover, but the emergence of G. Scott at tight end, um, the emergence of Chip uh, Trayanum at running back. Like, I think those positions, obviously receivers, are always great. I think those are positions that are even better than we thought they'd be. And like, I, I just don't think Ryan. I, maybe it's just my prior here, but everyone's saying, "Oh, you never know what happens to Ohio State if the bottom falls off and the, the quarterbacks suck." Yeah, I just, until we see a bad Ryan day quarterback, I'm not going to buy that it ha- it's happening. Like it hasn't happened to Lincoln Riley for like seven years, eight years running. Right. And I, I think like Ryan day's approached that timeline now too. I'm just not buying the narrative that Kyle McCord isn't good. I think every Ryan day quarterback since 2017 has been very good. And even if it's a JT Barrett, 2017 level quarterback, which I think it's, I think it's going to be up better than that based on who's around him. Yeah. Uh, that's good enough to beat this Notre Dame team.
0: Okay. Yep. I, uh, yeah, i i think we have I think we've talked through this one. I'm interested to see yep. just <laughs> what it looks like for both of these teams. Um, this is obviously the the biggest game of the night, but there are several others in the evening slate that are very good, including three in the Guantanamo Bay game section here: Oregon State at Washington State, 7 p.m. on Fox; Iowa at Penn State, 7:30 p.m. on CBS; and UCF at Kansas State, 8 p.m. on FS1.
1: Where do you want to go first? Um, I- I'll see the Big Ten for now. Okay. Iowa at Penn State. Um- Iowa is also known as Rutgers, NFL players. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a game that I am like, I am only interested in watching Penn State when they have football. Uh, okay. Because I don't think that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's think... fair. Yeah, Iowa's yeah. offense against Penn State's defense is not a favorable matchup, I would say. Right. Penn State's defense is a top five or ten of the country, right? They're sick. Yeah and iowa's offense is still shitty they're better than they were last year but they're still shitty um and i just don't think iowa can score points on offense i do not see them play to drive together uh they may have to they force a turnover inside opponent territory and score that way or score on defense sure but like to me the over under on like iowa team points is like six and a half or iowa offensive points like six and a half and i would hammer the under yeah Uh, i think that's right and and so the question to me is more to evaluate: Hey, did Drew Aller have just an off week? Like, is that just because Illinois is, you know, is that because you know Johnny Newton's fucking awesome for Illinois, um, or is it because Penn State's offense is still not structurally sound? Their O line is bad again, <laughs> despite all odds, <laughs> and and Drew Aller's not quite ready yet. Like, Iowa's defense is better than Illinois'. They're better in a different way to me. Yeah. Um, and I am very curious to watch him play because, look, this is a game, again, not to determine if Penn State's going to win or lose. They will win the football game, but to determine what Penn State's ceiling is. Like, if they win this game, like, 24 to 3, I'm pretty confident in Penn State being like a team that's capable of making a playoff. Yeah. Um, not saying they will make that, because obviously those games are very difficult for them against Ohio State Michigan. But they're a team of that caliber, right? They yeah. can play with those teams. Yeah. If they win this game, like, 13 to 3, Uh, I probably am kind of like all right. Penn State's still Penn State yeah yeah we would need to see more from the offense I would expect
0: that the defense is going to be excellent I don't think that there's really a path for Iowa to win this game unless Drew Aller is awful which I I wouldn't expect I don't know that he's going to be amazing I think that defense can do a lot of things that can cause problems for a quarterback but uh Penn State should certainly should should certainly win. The margin I think will determine basically yeah. what you could see from this team realistically, specifically on offense. Um I Can I,
1: can I really quick yeah. sorry really quick, just just be the highest State homer again for one more second. Okay. Is the coping and seething uh if Kyle McCord is in fact the best quarterback in the conference and it's an Ohio State quarterback again after <laughs> all of the hype over Drew Aller and JJ McCarthy, it's gonna be very fucking funny. Yeah. Um That's all I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, The one I'm most interested in here, no surprise, is Oregon State at Washington State. Like I said, 7 p.m. on Fox. Um, Just, you know, I love love both of these teams. I love both of these programs. I like to watch them play whenever they do. Uh, Very interested to see what Oregon State's secondary is able to do against a a Washington State passing attack that has put up big numbers and continues to put up big numbers this season. Um, I don't know that... Washington State. I mean, Washington State's defense did an excellent job against Wisconsin's rushing attack. And I, I think that Oregon's, Oregon State's is better designed than Wisconsin's. I think that they're better at just doing what they're good at um, and not, not giving up a bunch of free shit for no reason. And I, I think Oregon State's, you know, defense in general is, is better here. But I don't love the matchup for, for Oregon State. I think Washington State is pretty comfortably good this season. I think it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be a really fun game. It, it might come down to which yeah. which
1: somewhat shaky quarterback ends up having a better game. Yeah, this is kind of a styles-make-fights game, too, a little bit. Or like yeah. I think Oregon State's weakest points are their secondary. And despite what Wazoo did against Wisconsin, I, am, I lean towards attributing that more towards Phil Longo than I do Wazoo. Uh-huh. Like, I still am just not buying this Wazoo run defense. Uh, I think Oregon State can get rid of once there. So I, I agree, DJ will have to make some plays. Right, they're not going to can't run the ball all day. Um, this isn't like you know playing Oregon. Uh, you have to actually be able to pass too. they um, maybe playing Washington's more fair to say. Yeah. Uh, however, I, I do. I just have more faith in Oregon State. I know it's in the road. I think there's been a slight overreaction to that Washington State win. I know Cam Ward looks awesome so far, but, like, against who, right? Like, I guess against who is my question. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that I'm – Maybe I'm just being a hater, but I don't know that I am buying in yet on the idea of, like, like you know, Ben Arbuckle fix Cam Ward overnight. Um, I, I'm just not quite there yet. I think Cam Ward still, like you said, is shaky. Um, he has looked great this season, but uh, I don't know. Like, was he awesome against against Wisconsin? Like, was he? He was awesome for was, the circumstances of the game. He did what they needed him to do. He did what they needed to win. That's 100 percent true. I just think like he takes a couple too many sacks. He's still a little cavalier with the football, and I think Oregon State a team that can demoralize you as well and i wonder how mentally tough washington state is Maybe be unfair to say about a football team like but like it's not the national spot i know we, we make like to make fun of like big dash teams like that we usually try to bully lesser teams yeah but i don't know if i trust washington state in, in, in a in a dog fight like i know they just beat wisconsin but like can this team handle mentally like Oregon state just running for four and a half, five yards carry on you for four quarters. Yeah, Like that's a, that's a way to piss a football team off. And can they keep composure or they'd be a situation where they're down 10 points in the third quarter and Cam Ward start pressing for points. He gets nervous. And if that version of Cam Ward comes out, Oregon state will win. Um,
0: I think it's a a game state game for sure is, you know, whichever team is behind the eight ball probably isn't coming back in this one because of the way that the other team is structured and because of the way that these two just, Play. you know I, I think that like you said Oregon State is going to be able to run the ball here if Washington State can keep composure and I think also crucially keep its secondary from cheating in because Oregon State will kill you if you do that DJ Uyungle is not perfect but he will make that throw he's willing to do it they've done it before they will go down the field and that will be that will be it you can't be allowing big touchdowns to this Oregon State offense because they are just they're too down-to-down efficient to be doing that um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm excited to watch it. I think that whichever team wins this game goes up in my estimation of as a potential Pac-12 contender, like a serious Pac-12 contender. Um, and the other one probably is in a is in a tier below. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited for this one. I think this is comfortably my number two in this slot. I think that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be pretty pretty invested in this one. Last one that we mentioned, in Guantanamo Bay, UCF at Kansas State. Uh, this is the battle of injured quarterbacks, because I think John Reese Plumley is out for this game confirmed, and I'm pretty sure Will Howard also is, which makes this quite a bit worse as a football game. But as an actual thing that will matter for the Big 12, eventually those quarterbacks will be back, and I think both of these teams would like to see themselves as contending in the conference the winner here even if it's not fair right that they don't neither of them get to do it with their quarterback the winner here has a has a much 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 easier route to doing that than the loser
1: yeah yeah and um i guess maybe i'm more confident in in the backup quarterback situation at kansas state is that is that fair to say i know it's a freshman but like I, I think mean, Avery Johnson Avery Johnson is kind of John Reese Plumley. <laughs> I think
0: that what I would say is I think that Kansas State's offense is a lot better at working around not having its starting quarterback than UCF's is. I, I think UCF's offense is very, very heavily contingent on John Reese Blumley making plays, and I don't know that uh, I don't know that they can really cover that a ton. I know that they they feel okay about the guy that they have behind him, but I don't feel all that good about it. I think Kansas State's structure is. He's okay. I think Kansas State's structure is better, just fundamentally. And I think that they are better better prepared to work around that kind of thing than UCF is.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and, and also like credit to Mizzou for a huge win against Kansas State. I do get that. But yeah. like Kansas State was the better football team. I know they, they look a little shaky at times in the secondary. Uh, and Luther Byrd really got his yards, and they, they kind of had some inopportune scoring opportunities they allowed. Yeah, but they had a complete a, touch, a touchdown went off the board and a complete bullshit phantom call that basically changes the outcome of that game. It also took maybe the greatest kick in college ball history for them to lose. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just think that Kansas State is a better football team than they look like against Mizzou, and I think they're better than UCF. And adding in UCF starting quarterback being out, I have a lot more faith. I know we like come across as UCF haters on that, and yeah. we're going to piss off our buddy. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's I, I really do think. Look, UCF is probably better. I think UCF's an eight or nine win team. I think UCF's a good ball club. Yeah. But I think without John Reese Plumley and playing against this Kansas State team, I think this Kansas State team is more equipped to handle UCF. Um, then UCF is equipped to handle Kansas State because Kansas State can put the ball in a lot of different places and do well. Yeah. Um, between you know, DJ Giddens and Trishon Ward and Phillip Brooks and whether whoever you have quarterback, it seems like you know, Howard will play, but could very easily its leg It looks a little shaky, could very easily go out again. Uh, I like Avery Johnson too. Avery Johnson is a very dynamic rusher. I think it's gonna be fun to watch for a long time. That was a huge recruiting battle for them to get him. Um, Because he's going to be awesome to see him play in either the Kansas or Kansas State systems. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He's just a fun quarterback to watch. He's still skinny, but he's good. Um, He is kind of reminds me of John Reese Pumley, uh, although I haven't seen him throw a million interceptions yet. So I guess I I still trust him. Yeah. Um, But uh, no, I don't know. Like I lean towards Kansas State and I think they're like better. I just think they're a better football team, man. I don't know. I just think between the injuries and the state of play, I just think Kansas state's outright better and probably wins this game by like seven to 10 points.
0: Yep. I think that's fair. Most wanted app state at Wyoming, 7 PM on CBSSN, and Arkansas at LSU 7 PM on ESPN. I think the second game is dead on arrival. I don't think Arkansas has much of a chance there. First game should be a lot of fun. I I really don't have a great feel for who's going to win that one. I don't know who's playing quarterback for Wyoming. If Andrew Peasley is back, I know he's been on and off the bench this season. Um, I think Wyoming is going to be able to run the ball pretty well. I think Wyoming's physicality will translate. App State's defense is also physical, and App State's really good at running the football, uh, you know, as they always are. But this. Yeah, uh, Noel's sick. Yeah, Nate, Nate Noel is very, very, very good for them at halfback, and they know how to block for really well. Um, I think this is just a lot of fun. I think this is a really fun football game. I don't have a great feel for who's going to win. I'm just excited to see it.
1: Yeah. Um, Arkansas, LSU, to speak to that one, I think without Rocket Sanders, it's like you said, game's dead and a rival. Yeah. I, I, I think um,
0: LSU is going to kick the shit out of them, honestly. I don't, I don't think it's going to be especially competitive.
1: I do too. Uh, I think this is like one of those games where it's like the way Michigan State, Michigan used to be, where Michigan State cared more. Yeah. Like I think Michigan State's beaten Michigan enough in the last couple of decades to like make it different. But like when, when you do have like, it's not quite little brother because they're not that close of rivals, but I do think Arkansas views LSU as one of their primary rivals. Yeah. And I think they tend to, I, I mean, I'm just speaking purely off of vibe. and I'm not even remembering your scores. <laughs> this is purely vibes based. I think Arkansas tends to care about this game a lot and can get up for it. And maybe if they pounce them early they can be competitive for three quarters or so. But I think LSU is just much better without Arkansas's best player. Yeah.
0: Um, well, and, and but so, also, something also else th-
1: that I'll, I'll say that I fear
0: here. BYU got home quite a bit against Arkansas. They, they got to KJ yeah. Jefferson a lot. And it's a different story this week against the LSU pass rush, and it's much worse even for Arkansas, which didn't play right. well last week. That line is hurt and it sucks.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's true. They're bad, and, they, and they're and hurt. That's right. But also, LSU's DBs are pretty shitty. I don't think it's um, going to matter. I don't think it's going to matter. I don't matter. think it's going to matter either. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Can they figure out how to run an air raid this week? <laughs> Can they run, like, an old Mike Leach, like, you know, crossing route three-step drop and fire offense in one week yeah i mean (laughs) if they can i'm kind of compelled but probably not yeah lsu's
0: rush was getting home against mississippi state last week i'll say that i I, if they're even if arkansas wants to do that you're right lsu was still getting home (laughs) well mississippi
1: state's not running the pure era anymore no they're not really running
0: they're not really running much of anything but there's still those passing concepts within that offense and they still weren't working at all
1: yeah yeah you're right um I don't know. I guess we'll find out. We'll find out, but yeah. uh, I'm, I'm curious to see. I, I think LSU probably will some, um, I can't imagine I will end up watching much of that game. I keep an eye on the scoreboard for the second screen. Yeah. But I think my plan is probably to have, I mean, obviously Ohio state is on my main screen. There's no, you know, but, uh, second screen is probably going to keep a, keep an eye on Iowa Penn state in the first half. And then once Iowa proves they can't move the football, uh, flip to Oregon state, Washington state, or UCF or Kansas state, whichever one's closer. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, um, no fly list, Patrick. We have three games. Uh, We have a neutral site game between Memphis and Missouri and St. Louis, 730 on ESPNU. We have Texas at Baylor at 730 on ABC. And we have James Madison at Utah State uh, at 8 p.m. on Mountain West Video. That famous, yeah, uh, that famous it's, one we all know and love. It's just a website. Um,
0: you just go to the Mountain West uh, website. It's not even a channel. <laughs> it's just a website.
1: That's so cool. I think and they they have have a, it's free.
0: Yeah, I think they have a Roku app as well. But yeah, it's free. It's just like YouTube, but Mountain West hosts it, um, which is a fun way to do it. I think you know, at least at least people can watch it um yeah i don't have a ton on any of these three i i they are on i would be pretty i I, you would have to be a fan i think of these teams to be watching any of these games over all of the ones that are above them in this slate but they're on if you need something to flip to uh
1: one of the funniest possible scenarios right is like oh yeah in a day where there's so many big games going on everyone else's attention is turned elsewhere you start seeing tweets like late in the third quarter that Texas is losing to Baylor. Yeah. Um, and you have to get to that game. That is one of the funnier scenarios
0: we can keep an eye on. <laughs> yeah. Also really funny um, would be Missouri losing in St. Louis to Memphis after getting that huge win last week. That is uh yeah. two two potentially Couple really funny, funny results here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um those would both be great. I would love to see those. Uh but unfortunately, Baylor and Memphis do suck.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, yep, I think that's <laughs> I think that's all fair. I would recommend just watching the better games of this slate, but these are on if you need them late night. See, it was really quick. Sorry, that yeah. evening slate kicks ass. It's good. It's very good. There's a lot of options. I think for any kind of football that you could possibly want, there's a lot of good yeah. Stuff and
1: honestly, that. your game, the game you're covering is James yeah. Madison, Utah State. Obviously, you'll be on the sidelines, but. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, I, I think Utah State probably can't hang with James Madison, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would agree with that,
0: especially given what we saw last week. But uh, maybe they are, I don't know, suddenly better. Maybe last week was just an anomaly, and the defense gets back to doing what it had been doing. It was really bad last week, and I, there, there's a, there's a path. I think that you know Utah State has a new quarterback with McKay Hillstead, who I think is quite a bit better than what they were doing, and I, I yeah. say this as somebody who likes Cooper Lega I think he's a good quarterback for a different system, but not for this one. Hillstead is a far, far better fit for what Blake Anderson wants to do, and you could see the offense benefit from that, but James Madison is just so fucking good, man. They're such a good, solid program. They don't make mistakes, and I don't know that Utah State can really win that kind of game right now.
1: I'll say this. If you want to get some favor with the program, uh, with you know, the players or coaches, you mm-hmm. um, offer them if they want to that you can they can watch some of the games on your phone on the sideline yeah uh if they want to watch the other games let them yeah. know hey look guys i know it's over out there if you want to check out ohio state's only up by four in the third quarter it's third day <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> yeah me and some other
0: uh some other cameramen i remember have watched some football games on the sidelines before that is not unheard of to watch like the end of i remember watching specifically the end of tennessee alabama last year um, let's go so we'll uh We'll see. We'll see if it gets there. If it gets to a place like that, I think it is a distinct possibility. Uh, late night, we got four games. First up in the most wanted category, Cal at Washington, 10:30 p.m. on ESPN. And then the no, the no fly list, we have UNLV at UTEP at nine on ESPN Plus. USC at Arizona State, 10:30 p.m. on Fox and New Mexico State at Hawaii at midnight on the Team One app, which is fucking impossible to use. It is a nightmare app. You should not use it. It is ridiculous that Hawaii is on there. The people in charge of that app should be put in jail. Um, anything here standing out to you? Um,
1: hmm. This is the best defense Washington's played all year. I mean, I think they have probably the best offense in the country. So if they tear up Cal, I'm... I'm I'm even more intrigued by watching if they tear up Cal. Right? Yeah. They look really good so far. Um, they should have scored 70 against Michigan State and just yeah. kind of or sleepwalking a little yeah, bit. Kind of chose not um, to, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they hang like 50 on Cal, I'm kind of like, all right, this is an offense. They're moving Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. The, the, <laughs> and they're already moving me, to clarify. I'm already very impressed by them. Um, but like, all of a sudden, I'll be on watch for uh for Washington State with USC in November like like not obviously I'm already I I don't know I'm just a degrees of interest here obviously I'm gonna watch that game no matter what they're a player they're they're a a potential playoff team yeah not even that it's like a game of the year candidate like you know that's a 56 51 final score (laughs) which has the ball last wins that could be awesome um Fresno State's gonna whip the shit out of Kent State um USC is gonna whoop Arizona State um Yeah, I mean, these are all blowout games. I'm not watching these games. Okay, yep, that's
0: fair. Um, I think that's all we've got then. We will talk to you all again on the recap, Ryan, unless we have anything else. Uh, Nope, that's all I got. All right, we'll see you guys on Sunday, Monday-ish, around then.